0: This podcast was recorded before we learned of the passing of Cliff Simon, who played one of Stargate's most beloved villains, Paul. I know I can speak for Michael when I say, he will be missed. I'm Brad Wright, co-creator of all those Stargate television shows and creator of Travelers on Netflix, which is a show you should watch if you haven't seen it yet. You're listening to my podcast, conversations in sci-fi a production from the companion welcome to my first interview with my very special guest michael shanks michael and i were lucky enough to have spent a giant chunk of our adult lives in a show called stargate where he breathed life into the character of daniel jackson and i typed a bunch of what he said michael went on to star in saving hope walter carbon rob cooper's unspeakable and a whole bunch of other stuff From The Companion, this is my conversation with my friend, Michael Shanks.
1: A quick note before we begin, if you enjoy this podcast and you're a big Stargate fan, you're going to want to listen to the full 70-minute conversation from members only. Brad and Michael share more stories working with Richard Dean Anderson, the struggle and success of their careers now, and how Brad helped Michael grow as an actor. Today, all new memberships will go towards supporting a really special charity, Special Effect, who help disabled children play video games. Click on the link below, donate, and receive three months free to The Companion. Enjoy the conversation. It's funny
0: how you go online and people talk about Stargate, and, and I don't know about you, but every time they mention a show or, or an episode, I go, uh, oh, that one. Right, and it's something, something back from nineteen ninety seven, or definitely something I had nothing to do with, uh, because uh, I wasn't, uh, I didn't get to write them all. I did get to write all of uh, the, the last show I did, and it's way harder. So I don't regret, you know, having a ton of writers or having a team of writers. When right. we Started, but those were good times.
2: Wait, don't, don't we don't, we we always seem to get asked questions about, like it's always in the first two seasons, never, and never, and it's not like they're they're sitting they're going. So Torment of Tantalus, what was that, you know, that, what
0: was that like? What was King Curtis like and all this other stuff? It's always Hathor oh. or the First Commandment or, or. I mean, people don't come up to me and ask questions because I don't do conventions. Right. I would. I, I mean, I don't get asked, but, uh, and I think it's because fans don't like to think it was written. Right. You know, they want to meet you. They yeah, want no, to meet of course,
2: they, they relate to the people that they see on the screen as well. And so those are the people course. that they see. But, you know, I think, you know, I think the people, <laughs> you know, the people who know the show best would be very good guests at these things to describe, you know, the the comings
0: and goings and how things actually happen. Well, I don't know if I know it best anymore because it's not like, uh, I bet there's fans who've seen it far more recently than I have. The, uh, uh, I did a, a companion quiz about early Stargate, about Stargate in general. And uh, I got a, I think I got a like a C. And I, I thought I would, do, <laughs> I would do better than that. I guess it's because I haven't seen Pretense since 1997. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, Browder, Ben Browder, when he came aboard, which was, you know, far more recent. That was like,
2: that was only a mere a
0: 15 years ago. Exactly. (laughs) Well, at least I have stronger memories of 15 years ago. But he said, he sat down and and, and he said, I'm going to watch them all. And I went, no, 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 let me give you a list. Let's give you a list of one. No, 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 I think I should see it all. And I went, well, I want you to do the show. So (laughs) let me give you a list. No, 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 I want to see that. I want to see warts and all. I want to see the good ones and the bad ones. Okay. <laughs> See, my, one of the things I remember from back you know what I really remember and, and I remember your your shivering face from the first day of shooting. And and it's <laughs> it's like that it's like that right now outside. It was this is when we started shooting. It was a day like today. It was bloody freezing and it was a disaster. Day 1 was a complete disaster. Was,
2: I don't think was there a, even a shred of film that we used for that. It was,
0: it was well the, there the, the your coverage on the whole Chula scene had a giant scratch right down the whole film roll, and like all of that, probably so we couldn't good- use it. No, 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 no. I was, I was fine. I remember going, "Can't we save this? Can't we? Can't we fix this somehow?" And they said, uh, "No, no, no. Are you? No, know, we have to place it together again, and it's like very expensive." And I went, "Oh shit, okay." And then years later, remember, I did a, I did another cut. I did the final cut thing, mainly yeah. because, well, that was motivated for two things. One, I wanted to just use Joel's music because the original pilot had this mash of his music with the original featured, like it was like both scores playing at once at some point. It was, it was awful. And there was a, a few lines of dialogue that I wanted to excise. And, uh, <laughs> and I, and Brad Ryan, you, you remember Brad, he, uh, he went back and edited it from the, from the beginning, went back to the original dailies and, and, there, and I said, look up the, the B-roll, because I, I, re- I remember there being a whole camera roll that was scratched, and they, they saved it. And it was like $11 because of the digital, uh, you know, it was nothing. You just right, right, repaired right. it. It's more than $11. But uh, <laughs> that's in that cut. I, you probably never saw that cut. Why would you? I, no, I think I did, because I,
2: I, I wanted to, I think I did. I think I, I, lo- yeah. I, think I only watched it once. Of but course. um i did want to see because I, I, I mean I, I certainly knew some of the stuff that you wanted to part with which was you know yeah. pretty <laughs> pretty easy to, to, to tell although mm-hmm. i saw your reaction on twitter when um um it launched on netflix us oh
0: right right that was really recent yeah yeah
2: and people were complaining about the yeah 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 the stuff and yeah and it was a very very valid point that hey why do we even still have this cut? Why is this still a thing?
0: Well, I, I, it's not even that I was approved, or, or it, it's just that it wasn't the show we were making, or the no. show we were planning to make.
2: It wasn't the and, show. Uh, that, it wasn't there. Wasn't any of that in the movie? What do, uh, no. You
0: are, yeah, like no. it's kind of it's a little odd. It's because it was Showtime. It's because we yeah. could. Yeah. And they and they went well. I'll give us something, Jerry. Off said. Do you remember Jerry? Jerry. He was the the president of Showtime. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Actually, he was a great guy. I pitched J- Jonathan and I went in to pitch SG1 uh, at Showtime, and uh, I, you know I, I'm doing my whole. It's like the NASA astronauts program at the beginning, and because that was that was the thought I had, and uh, you know civilians and, and and military going together. And I'm I'm halfway through my pitch, and the fire alarm goes off in the building, and I'm like, oh shit! And uh, Jerry goes. How much is the fine? To his assistant, and uh, and, <laughs> and she goes, "Sir, we have to leave the building." I was, oh god, the boy's talking, and I and and uh, and and, and so we have to leave. We all get out. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm halfway through, I'm, and we, you know, we go down the stairs, we're down the elevator. I can't remember which, and we're all in our area in the parkade, and and Jerry was is is uh, six four, and I'm not, as you know, and um, and we're all pressed closely together, and I'm basically looking right up his nose, and he looks down at me, and he goes. Okay, go on. So I finished. <laughs> Truth. I, I finished the pitch in the parkade. Oh, man. Thank God it got picked up. And then when we were done, I think we're going to go back upstairs. I think we're going to go back and I'm going to talk some more. And he goes, no, 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 I've heard enough. That was good. That was good. And I think, did, did we sell it? And and Pancho Munsfield, who was his right-hand man, said, you did good. And that's, yeah. So it was sold in a, during a fire alarm in a parkade. As the town
2: car pulls up, no, we don't need to see any. We don't need to hear any more.
0: Oh, God. Thanks. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, That story could have easily gone another way. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. yeah and, and has in my career. You know, there's times, it's pitching is hard, man. That's one of the beauties of a show going as long as, as it did. You don't have to pitch nearly as often. I mean, I, after Stargate, I, you fly down and, well, it's like auditioning. I mean, same thing. How many auditions do you have for every one you get? Do you remember, the, do you remember your audition for Stargate? Which one? <laughs> oh, okay. The, the, the final one the final one the, uh, the the screen test one
2: well i re- i remember i remember the overall experience but i i get uh cuz mine went over 2 days right cuz I, I did the first day with uh when uh, amanda and chris were part of the group that was there and rick was there and then i i guess that they wanted to look at a couple other guys peter and some but peter Otterbridge and somebody else yeah. so, so i came back in the next day which was I mean, listen, I hadn't done it a lot. I hadn't spring tested a lot. It was just to go through that, that stressful day, you know, not being used to it. And then say, they come out and you're like, oh, what are you going to say? And they say, come back tomorrow. I,
0: I, I remember what happened. I, I think I've told you this. What, what happened was uh, the MGM thought you were too young. And I, I've told you this. And they said, yeah. uh, and, and, and I said, yeah, but he's the best. Why? Well, so young. How's he going to know 26 languages? And I went, I, I promise you one thing, and that is he will get older. And this, <laughs> You know, I mean, that will happen. <laughs> and you were, I mean, Peter is a great actor, but you were Daniel. I mean, you were terrific. And and, and your your performance as Daniel morphed from the beginning of season one to the beginning, uh, to the end of season one quite a bit. But it really changed in season two. Like you, that's when you completely own the character. Do, do you feel that way? Um, well, again, going back in time. I mean,
2: I, I do know, I, I certainly remember that, You know, when I first auditioned for it, that it was clear what voice, you know, you you wanted to hear, what voice the it was written. You guys did a great job of writing the character the exact way he was written in the feature with every, almost every nuance and pause in there. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this because this seems to make sense and it seems to sound right. And I can go back and look at the tape to see if this is, you know, if I'm on the right track. But yeah, I think that, I think probably, I can't say exactly how much was conscious at that point, but I do remember when we got picked up for another two seasons, like halfway through season one, which was already crazy. I mean, never mind by today's standards, by any standard, like to have two seasons right out of the shoot at, of 44 episodes. Are you kidding me? And to have- And then, I then it was 88. More. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I, I've been, I'm going, I, I thought maybe I'd be doing this for a year or two and- moving on. And now it's like, uh, this is, this is a career right now. I got to go make this my own somehow. But I think, you know, you got me a lot of leeway to change certain things, you know, like allergies and uh, things like that, that that were a little bit, um, you know, bothersome. I think
0: you said, I think they have, don't they have medicine for that now? Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I think too, I think was you did Hamlet, you did Hamlet. And it was something you always wanted to do. And it was very freeing and it changed your, you changed your hairstyle for that. Right. And then, and then I know this may be facile, but when you, I think just looking at you because of the hair, your hair was different. Daniel was different at, to a certain extent because you started, you know, the changes that you were making showed up, but yeah. you know, writing you, I have written you more recently to, to tease that. I got to say how easy it is when you're, when you're writing a familiar character, when you're writing a character you've written 10,000 lines for. Cause right. I, and I hear, cause I can hear your voice very very clearly when i'm typing and and uh, you know sorry for all the words but uh (laughs) you can do it so it's your fault (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i used to say that to amanda too i know you get all the you know uh, rick had a two inch rule in the in a script if it was yeah because because you can do it because you could you could you know you know, eat, a, eat into a character and eat into a rich monologue and, and, and with a lot of speed and, and, uh, and believability.
1: Whoa, did Brad just tease he's been writing something for Michael recently? Hopefully you see where this is going. But first, I wanted to quickly explain how listening to the full 70-minute interview will help a great charity we're working with called Special Effect. During the next 24 hours, we at The Companion are raising money to help young people with disabilities play video games. The Special Effect charity used technology ranging from modified joypads to eye control to put fun and inclusion back into the lives of people with disabilities. We've seen how by leveling the playing field, Special Effect can bring friends and families together, which has a profound positive impact on therapy, confidence, and rehabilitation. Help Special Effect by donating any amount for a 3-month membership and hear the entire 70-minute conversation, and access 100 of our other Stargate and sci-fi stories. That's right. Any amount you can afford will make a difference. Click the link below, donate, and get three months to The Companion. Thanks. Now back to Brad and Michael.
2: Did I ever tell you where the speed came from? Did you ever hear that no. story? Because no. I, I kind of didn't realize it until later. It was, I think, it was either in the first or second season when, you know, especially when we would get the the white page drafts and stuff like that, and there'd be sometimes really long swaths of speech that were probably there more as you know pseudo stage directions for the reader than they were necessarily you know for the, for the they weren't all going to make the cut. Is my point. Um, and that
0: then I sometimes, yeah,
2: yeah. And so what what happened was I I would memorize it all and go through it and try and sort of like you know be a little bit actory and probably do it, You know you know wank basically uh, as, as young actors kind of do and and then would, then you guys of course would cut like you you, you trim you, you get rid of it because you know this is a freaking action show you know it's not um, story time and um and I, I i used to look at that and go son of a bit i've memorized all that all of it's gone i'm gonna i'm gonna fit it in, it in. Uh, i recognize the you know it was, it was a time thing so if i just picked up the pace of it all that you know, I get to include all of the, the the speech that I'd worked on, and then I think I started, you know, going into hyperspace, and then you guys either started to write more or realized that there was more room to write more or something. Not really fast. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, I mean that's part of it, but 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 you know, the other thing is when you get a cut, and well, you know this obviously, you it's, you have forty four nineteen, right, including the credits. Yeah. You you know, and so you see, if you can cut something, well, that's always, that's a good rule anyway. If you can come some, cut something and it doesn't hurt the movie, you should cut it. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Unless it's a four and a half hour superhero movie, but
2: uh... <laughs> unless it's a twenty million dollar action sequence, and then goddamn, don't cut that. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: No, also, you know, we're better now. I, I'm a. I hope i a better writer now than I was when you were getting all those speeches. And, and you can get, you can get the information out in a different way. Like this, if there's one thing television actors don't get to do very often, and that, that is to really do a, a scene, like to really act in a scene where they're, where they're going, they're going somewhere. They're not just going, Hey, or look out. <laughs> and, and uh, are running through trees, which good <laughs> the Lord knows. Uh, it never started, by the way, as running through trees. We always, you know, had other things in, in our minds. It's just when we went looking for locations, well, I guess there's that area over there with the trees, because we couldn't, we couldn't have city in the background. We couldn't have, I mean, and the children of the gods, I, you know, I wanted to do it in the mountains with snow because, you know, it was the opposite of desert, That's, and we had it, not in a million years, not in a million years. But no, I love You're right. And I love writing that stuff. I love writing a, a good two hander that goes somewhere that, that gives an opportunity for an actor to sink their teeth into it, especially when the actor can do it, you know? Like Lifeboat. You remember Lifeboat? I do. I made you I play 27 characters. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know whether you're happy about that or not in retrospect. No, it I, was... I,
2: I, I adored the opportunity. That's, that's for sure. Um, yeah but
0: you don't and i take it as a compliment because you don't do that for everybody you just don't you don't write that part because you it eventually ends up on film and you air it and if it isn't going to be if you are not really really sure it's going to be really really good you don't do it or at least you learn eventually over your career as a (laughs) show not to do that (laughs) because there's sometimes there's sometimes you do something and you just go oh my god what have i done oh no i was uh, i was
2: very appreciative of of that opportunity. Um, I'd also had the benefit of the year before I did like a TV movie and the gal in it who was kind of the, the central character, but not necessarily the lead character, she got cast the day before and she was playing this, 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 you know, schizophrenic that had like, you know, five different personalities. And she literally had gotten the audition, done the audition with, you know, three scenes in tow, and then got the part. And now she's got a day to prep six different characters that she's supposed oh to play. Oh, my God. It oh was absolutely, I, 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 I was absolutely, I, I was mortified for her. I was like, because I'd watched her struggling with these things. And then, and so when this came up, strangely enough, um, when, when um, um, this, I saw the script, I was like, oh, my God, what a great, and I went, oh, Okay get to work now, find some characters, you know, uh, because I can see where this is, you know, could, where I've seen the danger of where it could land. Because that poor girl, I think she made herself sick.
0: Yeah, I, I remember, I remember the, the most fun of that one after, because it it, 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 there was a lot of material there. And, and in the editing room, we you know, the conversation's basically back and forth between yourself. Right. You know, with the quick cuts, that was fun. I will not surrender this body, not at any cost.
2: It is mine. It was never ours to take. If you
0: save anyone, you will save me. The people of Talthus will die. Let them. Yeah, Rob gave you a lot of good, fun stuff to do in Unspeakable, too.
2: He did, and, and then that's where I learned. Um, um, and this is this is now a, a, a forewarned. Be forewarned is that um, uh, after doing a medical show, which I'd done for, for five years previous to that, and doing a sci-fi show, he decided to take the two and almost mash them and give lots. Yeah. And my brain apparently doesn't hold as well as it did before. So I was literally, I had notes on legal pads and on my hands and all this stuff because I was using, I was uh, referencing things that were not just science, but science. I didn't, I hadn't, I didn't really know much about beforehand. Right. And, um, and he would, but he would give me the big swaths of, of dialogue to say, and that was, was literally, he, he watched me just Black out on camera more than a few times because I was just going it's not there anymore. I used to have like a little click, but it didn't wasn't there
0: you know it's it's funny people don't understand how difficult uh acting is because it isn't just the lines it's the intent it's it's what what it means I think the most fun I had on Stargate was continuum. We had fun on that the, oh the movie yeah we yeah. did oh, that
2: was a great time and
0: I remember saying uh, so or asking, do you want to go to the Arctic and you basically went. Oh God, no! <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what? The, I don't remember why, but I remember. Okay, I have to I have to come up with the reason. Michael doesn't want does uh, Daniel doesn't go to the well. No, go it, to I, the it wasn't that I did. You were working did, or something.
2: I was working on um twenty four, right? Right, right, and right, they, right. And they and they had me um the the nature of the show, which I kind of didn't. I mean, I should have expected. I didn't really expect. Was they didn't tell you what was going to happen or how many episodes you were in because of the right, way right. that they shoot it so it was
0: just I think, right. I think what i'm remembering is do you miss do you miss that you went and you said god no cuz yeah, I, yeah. go no, I that's absolutely
2: the answer yeah, that's, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's it right no you were working you were doing 24 anyway so i had to figure out a way that you went but but didn't do the arctic scene so i cut your leg off yep <laughs> how uh, necessity leads to uh, writers invention right and, and it was the best cro-
2: thing the best thing i got to do during that show was to play that whole bit, strangely enough. Oh, that,
0: that, no, it was great. And that goodbye. And it was the first time the word shit was said in Stargate. Yeah. And it was because you were alone and you were dying. And of course. On camera. And, uh, on, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, no. It, it, I, I suspect it was said a few other times.
2: <laughs> the things we could have said.
0: Daniel, Daniel was like the Kenny. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, we killed Daniel again
2: I'll never forget when we were on the plane that first time heading down to Santa Monica you passed me the, the teaser trailer for uh, Fire and Water
0: and, oh yeah um, yeah yeah
2: and then and just, the, just, just, just the teaser and then hand it back and I'm like okay
0: and you're like good huh <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that I didn't, you totally did that no you did, you did say later in the flight you did say don't worry you live or something to that effect. But, I must but, just, I'm sure I said that. I'm sure I said that at the very beginning. I would never have said that. <laughs> what an asshole if I did that. Holy cow.
2: Well, you did it with a big smile. I didn't think I, I thought I was. You knew you were lying. Yeah,
0: I, I haven't I haven't watched much of Altered Carbon uh, because uh, I was jealous of their money. Uh, right. We, we were shooting travelers uh, in the post office uh, in uh, downtown Toronto, which was fabulous great experience because we were downtown and we could shoot downtown scenes without having to bring a crew there we just go to the corner of the building and shoot the scene it was amazing right but um altered carbon had these massive gigantic expensive sets mm-hmm. uh that, and i was just so much money they had
2: they had the, the, whatever it used, to, it used to be some sort of um i guess it was a newspaper out in um north delta yeah um, i saw it and they basically, every floor was a different set. And the whole building was just for that one production. I've never, I've never been, I've, I've been in, even when I did Elysium, which was a $100 million feature and, and yeah. Red Riding Hood and stuff like that, where I've seen a little bit more money kicking around. I'd never seen anything like this for, especially for TV. And um,
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lenick, uh, John Lenick, uh, who uh, we've both known for years and years and years, he he took me on a tour of those sets, and uh, oh, he did. I was, well, the season one apparently they built all new sets for season two, which is what, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like I just kept going, money, money. I mean, we did I, by by the end of Stargate, uh, we were we had a, a pretty decent budget, but my god, at the beginning we had we had nothing. I I remember episode one after Trolling the Gods. I wrote one of those small shows. Uh, which, uh, because I knew we we had gone over on the pilot. I knew we were going to go more over. So I said, let's not dig a hole. Let's try to, let's write a small show right off the the get-go. And we never left the standing sets and we still went $100,000 over budget. And I went, this is a problem. (laughs) If I can't write a cheap show where we're just chatting in the sets and we're not even, you know, doing visual effects or going outside on locations, we don't have enough money to make the show. And I was waving my red flag, uh, which, I, and I, and I think I had been doing too much red flag waving like about the nudity and other things. Um, and, and it was like, ah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then, you know, the show just started going over budget, and over budget, and over budget, even though we were just running through the trees. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, you know, finally they, they figured out, okay, I guess, I guess they're right. And, uh, and so by the end, we were doing pretty good. We, we, had, we had some stuff. I mean, we got Continuum. We built a giant ship. We, that was a movie, of course, but we built spaceships. When both shows
2: shared those spaces, we had yeah. so many. I mean, that, that, that in um, 9 and 10, that village that we built yeah. um, in what was the, I mean, what, in fact, what an incredible it. set. I mean, what an incredible set. I was, I was always amazed at our sets. I mean, even any season. The fact that we had, like, just the ziggurat one from the tomb and, like, yeah. the fact that it was a one-off, that we were going to take this and knock it down. Yeah, what I does know. that, right? What show I does know. that?
0: Well, I, I uh, yeah, it was a bit, uh, it was a bit much. And we didn't light it enough so that we were going through tunnels that were too dark. Right. Uh, and I was like, we built this! And we can barely see it because we have, like, one... It was great. That was a good episode, Paul and Joe. But yeah, we we did some pretty ambitious stuff for us. We we did that one. Uh, we submerged a bunch of stuff. We froze a bunch of stuff. We refrigerated oh, yeah. sets. It was fun. But think, um,
2: I, wait, a minute, you? Do, oh, you do, you did the one. Yeah, that's right. You guys did the one where you, where where the ship went into the water or something like that, and people were swimming yeah. around. And, yeah, damn.
0: yeah, yeah. No, there yeah, was always was there was always
2: that was the best. You know what? The best thing about that show ever, and especially after doing so much other TV in other places now, was that. That show really was like, you know, a box of chocolates that you didn't, you didn't know what you were going to get. And it was always going to be something fun or different because it was, we had to be different. You know, we were just, the nature of the show just lent itself to doing something different the next week that was completely on its head from the previous. Well, what we did,
0: what we, did, what we kept doing uh, in the writer's room, because, you know, after rap, we would just continue coming to work and, and start writing the next season. And what we would do is we would, like, every, every time we created, we built on our mythology, we, it would open a door and, and create another story opportunity. And so we stopped feeding upon the, you know, the stuff that we started with, which is all the ancient Egyptian stuff. And, and again, it came back, but, but we started building in this new framework, this new storytelling stuff, so that the, the lexicon of, of what's in a Stargate uh, really quite, was quite expansive by the end of season 10. The one, but i did an atlantis that was that was the big crossover one remember when you came to atlantis and yeah the, yeah. Uh, the pegasus project and I, I swear to god it was, i was so schizophrenic at that time because i i couldn't i was like okay what show am i writing what <laughs> if, i thought it was an atlantis episode and No, no starting. i mean i i there was times when uh, when we were in the writers because we did when you were talking about both shows going on at the same time oh my god Michael, we, uh, Ro- Robert and I, yeah. Paul and Joe, were just, we were insane. How did, I don't know yeah. how we did it. We had yeah. one writer's room for two series.
2: Well, never mind. Remember in season, in season eight, just as a production necessity, and this is where it went crazy town, is because we're doing season eight. Atlantis mm-hmm. is doing season one. Mm-hmm. And we're, because of Rick's schedule and because of money, we're oh, doing right. bottle episodes where we're taking one character and they're doing an adventure on their own sort of like, and we're shooting two at the same time. Yes. Um, and, and so I didn't know sometimes whether I was on foot or horse. I couldn't imagine writing it.
0: Well, um, th- this was the scheduling thing. And so, and so not only were we were making two shows at the same time, but we were making multiple episodes of those two shows at the same time. On any given day, we could be doing episode uh, uh, 801 and 802 and 807 pickups, and episode, you know, 106 of 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 Atlantis, all with the same nine sound stages. So <laughs> look, look I mean, we were that was crazy. I mean, and Robert and I would sort of fight over who gets the village, you know. I, like, well, I kinda really need it for this. Well, Rob, I can't I can't shoot in the parking lot. I need, I need I need it too, you know. We were fighting over not fighting, but we were, you know who gets Deadless, you know, which became Odyssey or whenever, when it was, you know, we just changed the nameplate on the bridge. Uh, I remember we were, we, we did pickups
2: for three shows in one yeah. day that were all in the gate room. Deloise was directing two of the shows. So he was directing two of the scenes. And I think Martin, because he's just one of them, but it might've been Andy. So Deloise, he's having he he gave me to explain exactly why, why because you are standing here and we're going what, so what's coming through the gate now? Like what are we waiting for? We, we literally needed like to be spoon-fed who's coming through and why and what happened. And it was it was it was, it was so absurd because if, and he wouldn't you know with Peter, he wouldn't even want to, but he only wanted like juggle the, the the marks because we were already lit. So we'd say, "Look, you two swap places. You go there, <laughs> you go <by> there." <laughs> I know. Bring in he
0: was he was actually pretty good at at uh uh Pulling Because he would see, because he was also in the writer's wing a, a lot of times uh, with us uh, working on stories and uh, working his ass off, actually. And he would, he would know that we would be worried. I mean, we would write with budget in mind, right? that's We would, you get X millions of dollars. And it sounds like an enormous amount. And it yeah. is. But the reality is, it costs this much just to open the front door, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we built a giant village, and it, that sounded like a really great idea. And I was all, whoops, no, we're, we're clever. No, we had to light it. And lighting it we're was great. was like, you know now, it's, it's like insane how, how lighting a massive. And so, you know, we got smart and did a lot more at night. And Joe was really smart and fogged it up once. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were changing various parts of that. It looked like it ended up looking like a Disneyland set. It ended up looking like you were walking through. You know, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean was over here, and over here was. Uh, I loved it. It
2: was a great. I, I I still have
0: that. That was. I think it's still one of my favorite sets of all time. Just... It was. It was wild. It was yeah. absolutely wild. And the Atlantis set was on the other half of that effect stage, and it was the Blade set, the the set from the movie Blade. That's right. Which we bought. Which we bought for one dollar. I know. And. And, and said, uh, and then we just started building inside it, fill, filling it out because it was just no... You know, we were building the Atlantis set while we were writing the Atlantis pilot, while we were breaking SG-1 stories. We were... in. There was one point, I think it was season one of uh, Atlantis, where I said, we were talking about an SG-1 story, and I said, what is, what, what is Taylor doing in this one? And Paul Molly bless him, reached, gently out reaches out and touches my arm and he goes... That's the other show, Brad. It was a genuine, genuine intervention moment. I was like really, genuinely confused because I was overtired, and we all laughed our heads off, of course. But I, I, I was, I, yeah, it was too it was quite a lot. Right, a lot.
2: Do you remember that one with the the crab people? The crab people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> foothold, foothold. Foot yeah,
0: that's, that's right. That's one of those ones. That's one of those ones where you 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 you're in the writers' room and you go, oh shit, can we do this? <laughs> i think we can do this i don't know if we could do this and then you see the wardrobe and you go holy shit okay Andy, over to you <laughs> uh it, it, it's it's pretty good it's it worked uh, out i mean there's it, other it, ones it, that are worse
2: the story of that was actually really good like the actual
0: yeah
2: but line, it, was it was too th- ambitious
0: it was just too bloody ambitious
2: well the the creatures themselves were the were the, the, the sort of problem with it like yeah uh it's like the the, the that we did, brilliant, oh. but really expensive, right? And never seen again.
0: I remember, I remember see- saying to, that was a Jonathan show, and I remember going, "We can't. There's no way. There's absolutely no way." Well, sure, we can, and that's why they became invisible, right? That's we became
2: invisible, yeah, yeah, yeah. Necessity being the mother of invention, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Oh God.
2: See, we could probably do that for about another hour. Is just go through individual episodes ago oh jesus remember that one oh oh boy i woof oh oof. We could
1: let's not yeah. uh, uh
0: <laughs> I, I, every time every time I, I started with this every time uh somebody says oh yeah yeah that show yeah i saw the one where and i go oh my god yeah yeah no i that was not our finest hour did you see any other ones no just that one oh good thank you but okay. people dig them man like we i remember when we were filming the Knox, and it was
2: just you know, rain cats and dogs. The entire we're up in up like the Cleveland Dam, and it's just raining. I and remember, cats. and
0: lightning struck. Just I, I saw the lightning strike, and I phoned. I can't remember. It was Martin, I guess. Whoever the first AD was, might have been Andy. And I said, "Lightning is striking near the set. I could see it at my office window.
2: It looked like it was going to be a disaster. These poor guys in their little pink <laughs> outfits with their you Armin, know,
0: Armin, Armin Simmermans.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who was the director of that one? It wasn't Bill. Was it, it was Charlie? Bill? Charlie. That's who it was. Yeah. And um, uh, we thought this was going to be a disaster because we we're soaked to the skin. We didn't, there wasn't much. It's a good action. episode. Action. We had Apophis wandering through the forest. People love that episode. People love that episode. They absolutely adore it. And I, yeah. I, I think I've watched it once in the last five years and went, no, that's actually
0: not too bad. I get, it's got <laughs> a good heart. It's got a good heart to it, you know? The and, heart. And see, yeah. that'll save anything. Yeah, absolutely. Anything, anything with heart. It, and you could have all the bells and whistles, and you could do anything. You could throw money at the screen and not have heart, and, and it's like people go meh, yeah, because because they've seen it, and that's that's how, that's pretty much what what you know what I mean. Our show was not ever a huge huge hit in the grand scheme of things. We we did just good enough to stay on the air, which in some ways is the best you can hope for. Yeah. Because if a show gets too big, everybody goes, get me out of here. I want to go. Everybody just wants to move on. And we did our little, we did our little show uh, and, and yet, you know, you can do big, big giant shows and they get one year, yep. you know, because they lack that heart. They lack that, you know, characters that, that audiences connect with. That's my number yep. one rule. That's my, I did an essay for the companion actually. Um, uh, on rules. And, and I ended with that. That's my number one rule. If it doesn't have heart, whether it's in the, uh, in the performances and the, or in the writing, then there's, there's no point. Why, why tune in? You know, there's nothing like sitting down with an old friend and catching up on zoom, then recording the whole thing for thousands of people to listen in. If you like that and would like to hear the other half of the conversation, Check out the free trial membership on the Companion website at www.thecompanion.app.
1: From the Companion, this is episode one of Brad Wright's podcast, Conversations in Sci-Fi. If you want to listen to the full 70-minute conversation and get access to more great stories, click below, donate, and get three months of full access in return. You'll have heard the Companion has released Joe Malazzi's podcast, Gators Gonna Rate, Future Conversations with Amanda Tapping, and many more in Stargate and Science Fiction. You get it all on a weekly basis as a member. One last call for the next 24 hours, we're running a donation drive to the special effect charity we mentioned earlier. Click below, donate, and get three months of the companion. You'll be helping a great cause while enjoying the highest quality content around. Thanks.